Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Merhaba and welcome to episode 52 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. I'm back, your favorite host, and I have my fellow co-hosts. You all know Emre from New York, America, our mobster, our gangster. Emre, now that's how you do an intro. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go. What's up and welcome to the Lions Den. Exactly. podcast. That's what I got to do from now on, it seems like. And, you know, people might like you, but there's a lot of people that show me love. And, you know, to those that do, I appreciate you guys. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I fell asleep uh, first minute of the podcast the past few times. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was hard. It was hard. All right, Samad, you know what? I, I'm tired of you ho- tooting your own Hold horn. On. Who's this? I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather compliment you just because, first of all, I know you'd love that. And I'm tired of you always talking about yourself. So, Samad, <laughs> we did miss you, bro. Okay? I did miss your intros. That little intro just gave me goosebumps. I, I don't know what it is, your voice or your energy or what it oh, is. Yeah. But welcome back, bro. Welcome mm. back. Mm. Nah, I, I mean... Uh, <laughs> Actually, I, di- I didn't want to come back, you know. We had our little feud, Yasin, by the way. That's Yasin, also from New York, America, for new listeners tuning in. Um, we have a history of beefs in the podcast, and uh, one of them was uh, the reason I wasn't here for the past four or five episodes. Basically, uh, deleting my tweets on Twitter. Anyway, I'm not going to... See, if gonna- you had a thick skin, you would have actually stayed, you know. If your th- skin oh. was just thick enough, it, it would have been fine. I have other Inside parts that joke, are thick guys. enough. That's fine. (laughs) Well, with that said, give it up for our most favorite, Coach Canada. Oh, come on. I wouldn't say most favorite. Oh, he's definitely... I mean, we don't have any other Coach Canada, so (laughs) just saying. No, just like you, I indeed had to dust the the cobwebs off my mic. It's, It's been quite a while, so happy to be back and... I, along with Yasin, did get goosebumps as well with that legendary intro. Ah, really? Really? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for this compliment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the soundboards, of course. Oh, he's officially get. back. I hope, I hope everyone uh, has missed the soundboard. And uh, yeah, thank you for uh, the requests. Thank you for this compliment. Oh, yeah, Snyder. Tell him. Um, boys, like I said, I've become a dad. I've been busy. I don't have time to prep things. So this episode, you guys have to carry me, man. Is that okay by you guys? Depends on how much you weigh. Oh, God. I, feel like, I feel like we've been carrying you all 52 episodes, so this should be another <laughs> new challenge. Oh, shit. The banter is on today, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you, you took it right out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That, that's a soundboard for this. Oh, oh, dude. Okay. I can't believe you yeah, fucked up. You just sold literally like two minutes into the podcast. Sold already. That's mm. crazy. Bro, these guys are about to whoop your ass. Get up and leave. Like, what are you doing? Nah, <laughs> maybe I should. Yo, Yasin, what did you do right now? Bro? What go, the hell bro. did you yeah. just do? You just <laughs> shot yourself in the foot. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> 
right. Dude, yeah. gonna, when did you even get that? I mean, bro. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. This man is like ninja recording Yo, me. That's right. He's a cutter than his boy, just like me. Okay, dude, Please, you've, you've unleashed summits like never before, bro. I don't know why you did that. <laughs> this man had blue balls for like a month straight. He's just releasing everything at once right now. Yeah, brother really just took that risk right now. Oh, man. Ah, uh, maybe, Eisenberg. you know, it's uh, actually, it's a uh, good timing to also say, Gomez, give it up to the guys, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's Bayram. I wish everyone celebrating Eid a very nice Bayram. Eid Mubarak, they say, we say E Bayram Lar. Yeah, my wife is preparing candies in the background, so if you hear that, my bad. So, moving on, boys, I do have one more thing to say because you all remember the last time when I spoke to you guys about our ratings and views. It's now 5% of female listeners. So, give it up. Yasin, you have a chance. We might find <laughs> someone for you. <laughs> oh, yes. And Let's see what happens. <laughs> and the last announcement to just... Have it done and over with. We're champions, baby. I mean, we're gonna be champions because we're still number one. And we just won against Alanya Spor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. Get hyped. Inshallah. Yeah, my wife is looking at me like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> I can't believe I married this fool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, Emre. What happened so lately? Jana. What's up? What's up? What do you mean what happened lately? Are we talking about me or are we talking about Galserai? Nah, I think we can talk about you. I miss you. Do you really though? Do you really miss me? Because you kind of bust my balls quite a uh, bit lately. Uh, you just need to grow a thick skin, man. Ah, uh, yeah. You're like Iron Man up in this bitch, aren't you? Mm, I don't sure. know, lads. Lately with me, I've been having issues with my leg. I don't know if you guys have been having any issues with your leg. I don't know if it's age but my kneecap, my left kneecap is killing me, man. I don't know if it's age summer, you would know. Do you have yeah, any of these it's, issues? It's probably your weight, bro. I weigh less than you, lad. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? Yeah, Samet is I like a spring you. chicken, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I actually had a call today with my doctor. I was complaining about acid reflux. And she said, did you gain weight? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, doubling down on that. <laughs> Every I time I hear Summit, he's like, oh, the Yinga brought me this. He's always eating something that the Yinga makes. Yeah, bro, I don't I know if he's lucky it. or unlucky. Yeah, nah, I'm complaining. It's a luxury problem, honestly. But yeah, dude, nah, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. Guys, anyone that's listening that's under the age of like 28, 27, look after yourselves. I'm telling you, oh, when yeah. you get older, things break down and it takes longer to heal. Yeah, add Especially up getting when you married, have like, having children. Oh, yeah. It's done. Speaking of Yasin, mm. any marriage or how, children? How, 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 no, man, uh, marriage. I, I'm I'm counting on you and this podcast to find me somebody. That <laughs> well, so you 5%. said there's five percent. Five percent of viewers are female. My chances have increased, so I'm just I'm just happy for that right now, bro. Yeah. Episode one hundred. It's gonna be the speed dating episode. We mm. just bring in one after the other. They all seem <laughs> under the age of eighteen. The successful candidate. That's bro. a weird stat, though. <laughs> yeah, What's the what, chances that, that they're is fake? That for you? The five percent. There's got to be a few percent that's like fake. Yeah, probably. That's so Thank weird. Well, and I'm sure they're just like licking their lips at the chance. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No comment, bro. Yasin, sure. what's your ideal uh, 
ideal chick? My ideal chick's the one that's interested. No, but um, for real, I don't, I don't know. Somebody, somebody that is, you know, close Love's to their family. Love Galsai <laughs> is not a requirement because what? even if even if they don't oh, love Galsai when I meet of them, course. of course, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make them a Galsai mm-hmm. some way somehow. Ah. Yeah, just with the passion and everything, you know. So Wanda, oh, you're looking for Turkish, someone. Uh, you're looking for someone <laughs> submissive, ladies. You're submissive type. Hit Yasin up. Anyways, enough about me, man. People, <laughs> people are not listening to this podcast to know what I'm interested in. How <laughs> oh, do you know to, that? Uh, <laughs> Watch the DMs on Twitter after this saying, "Oh, Samet Abi, I have a my sister for Yasin." Uh huh. Uh-huh. Wait on it, bro. Samet uh-huh. already said what he had to say a couple of weeks ago. It didn't work, so I, I lost. <laughs> I lost my hope. Well, you didn't advertise yourself well enough, my friend. S- yeah, bro, I'm telling you, you needed to advertise. He got Tesla stocks. He has a <laughs> Tesla. Um, he he has an American passport. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm of just course, saying. you had to put that in there. Okay, okay. Thank you. Salam alaikum, my friend. Salam alaikum. Bim bom bom. I I think uh, that's a cue for us to talk about Jim Bomb Bomb, right? Please, please, please. <laughs> please. There's, a, there, there's a lot to talk about, man. So I think we should get started. Um, yeah, is going to explode from blushing. Let's go. I want to, before we start, I want to have one last snippet because you guys did predictions last episode and this one was pretty funny. And uh, I want to know what you think of this. Therefore, I think we'll win and it will be a, just a 2-0 victory. I don't expect us to go like 4-1 or whatever. Just a clean 2-0 victory. Yeah, Sal is not here today, but Jesus, what a what a prediction, eh? You know, you know who he was replying to, by the way? No. So I mean some of course Summit doesn't give me credit. You know, this is this classic summit. Last week I predicted 4-1, and that's <laughs> why Sali replied the way that he did, because uh. I, I predicted 4-1. He's like, what? No way! This, that, and then he predicted two nothing, and that's why he replied the way he did. Mm, yeah. But doesn't okay. show the clip of you making the actual prediction. Of but course, of course, <laughs> shows Sali's like reverse fucking jinx or whatever. <laughs> look, 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 look! You guys give Yasin all the credit, but where's my credit when I haven't been making predictions for weeks and oh, we've been yeah. winning? Wait, you haven't uh, been uh, making... What happened? What ha- what happened versus Konya Sport? Huh? You didn't make a prediction. The then. ref, ah, uh, the ref happened. Lale Orta happened. Because uh-huh, otherwise, like the, we ain't losing that. Like the refs haven't happened weeks before that or after nope. or last it's, week? It was me. All me, baby. All mm. right. Let's, mm. con- all right. You know, Emre's right. He, he's been pretty consistent about that. So, mm, true, true. All right. Emre, you give us the news on, uh, yeah, what's been happening with Gala. Oh, there's been a lot that's been happening with Gala. But mm. uh, there's one thing I want to talk about that happened very recently, and it's actually really funny. Again, our uh, biggest. Rivals who are the biggest losers, as Yasin really kindly put it last week, mm-hmm. go and they're trying to sue Arden Timur for revealing their hypocrisy regarding the Zaniolo transfer. Now, what happened with the Zaniolo transfer, ah, you guys might it. ask? Called it. What, what, what happened? Oh, a lot of Fenerbahce media representatives were going around saying, oh, oh, Gossard only got Zaniolo because we didn't want him, you know? So, and then what happened? We went and we made a better offer. Well, it wasn't a better offer. We made an offer that was less in um, cash, but more enticing with uh, bonuses. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they made a better offer with cash up front. But Zaniolo said, nope, I'm going to Galsada. And we copped him. And they couldn't cop him. And then Edmund Tumor exposed them on live TV with the actual documents. 
And what they're trying to do is now sue him for exposing those documents. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at right now. And why now, though? I mean, it's been like, what, a month since uh, he exposed Fener's offer? Because that's all they do. Like Yasin said, they're the biggest losers on the planet. That's all they wanted. That's the only way they know they can stop us is if they stop the guys that are making things happen in Gulf Sudan. Who's making it happen? Dushun Uzbek. Erdan Timur. He's just the, the biggest mm. uh, catalyzer in how we're doing, why we are the way we are right now. He's providing mm. that that ortam, that, that environment. Mm. Yeah. Ah, and yeah. just to add on to that, I think someone actually asked a really good question. Why now, right? It's been basically a month. Um... And you think that after something like this is televised on TV and everybody and their mother has spoken about it for the days after, that the club would say something. I actually kind of forgot about it because so much has happened since. And I, at the time, I expected Ali Coach or somebody to come out and say, oh, no, this is a lie. No, this is the truth. But we heard nothing. So the assumption was that it was the truth. But, of course, you had a bunch of fans say, oh... Erdin was lying. Why would you believe him? You know, you don't believe Ali coach. So why do you believe him? So they all thought it was fraudulent, right? And now all of a sudden, a month later, <laughs> Ali coach comes out and is trying to sue us. So by suing us, he's actually like saying a lot without saying it directly. And one of that is this guy's telling the truth. You know, if we were lying and if those documents that Erdin Tumor provided on TV were false, Fenerbahce would have just come out and showed us what the actual truth was, but they couldn't do that. So indirectly, they're saying Erdan Tumur spoke the truth and the media before that was telling a lie. So he basically confirmed our belief and Erdan Tumur's statements that everything was a lie. So that's number one. Number two, why did this come out a month later? Well, Ali Koch, being Ali Koch and his unsuccessful club that he runs, He's trying to deter fans' attention from what's going on. And not just the fans, but also media. And what would that be? Number one, that they're not being that they're not successful. Sure, they're winning these games three weeks in a row. They're coming from behind and just barely skimming by. Last minute goals, last With minute penalties, refs. last minute absolutely terrible calls by the refs in their favor week after week after week. But also because of this whole Lale Orta and their own re club representatives threatening the refs in front of everybody. You know, recently, I think it was last week, Fenerbahce's, uh, you know, a representative basically said, you know, something about, you know, he got, they basically got Erdogan, Taip Erdogan involved. They used his name to basically threaten a ref at halftime that they were losing. And surprise, surprise, in the second half, the other team gets all these yellow cards, red card penalty, this, that, and Fenerbahce ended up winning. So, mm. you know, a lot has been going on. And Ali Koch, of course, being the supposedly sly guy that he is is just tearing their fans away from yeah. what's I, actually I, going on. Uh, Yasin, honestly, I stopped reading it because I think every other day they post like a, an announcement with like five pages. And lately I've been just replying underneath like, um, I didn't read it, but uh, here, light a cigarette, man. <laughs> <laughs> Their admin must be like five years old. It makes me appreciate our GS admins that much more. Ah. Bro, you know what's actually hilarious? You you said, Emre, that they were saying, uh, like the Fener, they were saying, oh, we didn't get him because we don't yeah, want him. It's like, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, you, guys okay. are, you guys are so mm -hmm. cool, man. You have Diego Rossi. Why, why would you want Zaniolo? <laughs>
<laughs> it's for like, real, bro. Yeah, it's like, what, what does that even mean, bro? Like, what do you mean you guys don't want him? You're chilling with Rossi. That like, what? Like, what are you saying? No, no. They like when they say we don't want him, their their coach didn't want him. Their uh, their brain for dead coach. Oh yeah, JJ. You well, know, Filosof. I already told you guys the reason for that, bro. No mm-hmm. Portuguese, you no play. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that actually, I have to say this really quickly too. John brought up a good point. They said they don't want him. Do you guys remember last year? I think it was like Matt Hakan Yandash or whoever else that they've transferred that they've paid so much more money than us to convince, whether that's Irfan Jankavije, Matt Hakan Yandash, whoever it is, right? They brought so many players over the last few years that simply went to Fenerbahce because they're getting paid a lot more money, right? So they, they came out with this statement, this whole phrase that, you know, gets their fans even more fired up to believe that they're so much bigger than us is if Fenerbahce is interested in a player, that player <laughs> comes to Fenerbahce. I'm mm-hmm. translating it more or less, but there's a statement that they have that they put on Twitter, media, many times before. If Fenerbahce wants somebody, they get them. Oh, yeah. Well, well Ali coach. They're such a huge club and they just win so many trophies. So it's probably a player's dream, right? It makes total sense. Like on on, on what basis, bro? It's embarrassing. They have to add fake stars to their logo (laughs) because they're so big. Bro, Bro, it's so funny. Can you even think about it, bro? Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. You said they have to add fake logos to the stars to the logo. It's like they come out with all these, you know, professional statements, official statements, right? That they always put on their Twitter. And and then you open up the link and it's like a logo with five stars. I'm like, yeah, real real official, real official, right? Mm-hmm. Everything everything you guys say and portray is fraudulent. Bro, everything they do is backwards. Exactly, they don't. Bro, Ozan Tufan, you couldn't have said it any better, my friend. I'm sorry. Any better? Act the victim, bro. That's that's the worst part about it. Their scout team is our scout team. Okay, that's all they've been doing. Like, look, from since last year, I can just remember every transfer that they made is a transfer Chaluma on Gauls today, right? And it blew up in their face. What do they do this year? Uh, they try to get all the players, Yao Pedro. Then they try to get um, other players that we went for, like Icardi and Zaniolo didn't work in their favor. What happened? Then they had to rely on Jorge Jesus and his transfers, which blew up extra in their face. And then they made fun of uh, Abdukerim Say so you're not worth that much. And then that blew up in their face and they had to go deal with Summit Akai then. See, Galsaray fans that are listening, this is why we are the way we are, why we are the biggest contenders every time we uh, fight for a title. This is why they call us the team of finals because we go for results. We don't go to bring other people down. We go to bring ourselves up and further ourselves. That's the biggest difference. That's why they're losers and we're winners. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go uh, it's hilarious dude <laughs> yeah well said bro well said <laughs> yeah okay let's cut the the opposing team uh, stuff because we got our own stuff to deal with and as long as we win mm-hmm. it's all in our hands they can do yeah. whatever they want but this season we're beating them Tefefe, the refs the media and everything Lala Orta all together and her uh Yep, all that. Inshallah. Yeah. Um, one thing I've heard, guys, again, coming up in the media, something we mentioned back in March. Two Argentinian players are being discussed within Galatasaray for the summer. 
And we've mentioned this the first time back in March that um, Giovanni Simeone, it's the son of Diego Simeone, is being thought of as a, well, next to Icardi, basically. And Oscar Ezequiel Zeballos, a young wonder kid from Argentina. So uh, just, 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 just to comment on that, I mean, it's good that you brought it up because, you know, it shows that, you know, something that we've mentioned many times in the last few weeks is our scout department, our club, whoever's in charge of transfers is not just standing still right now. They're not just sitting and watching the current team do work. They're, they're already thinking about the team next year. And you've heard many journalists say many times before, Adam Tour and his team are trying to build a team for the Champions League or Europa League already. They don't want to wait until the last minute when we might have, you know, playoff games beforehand. You know, since, unfortunately, the, 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 the Super League and the Turkish League UEFA points, coefficient point, is not very high as it used to be. We don't yeah. go to Champions League directly anymore. So we have to play playoff rounds the same way we did in the past. Fenerbahce, Bishkhtaş, Başakşehir have. So they want to make sure the team's ready then. And as you guys know, Rashica is on loan. Icardi is on loan. Both Mertens and Mata were on one-year contracts, although Mertens seemingly is extending. But we still have to plan accordingly. We might have some players leave, like, you know, Sasha Bowie, Nelson. So we have to think about who their replacements, replacements are going to be beforehand. So, you know, I think there's a lot we can talk about these two names you mentioned, Summit. But overall, I think it's better to maybe just wait a little bit longer towards the end of the season and see what other names come up. And when the season actually finishes, then we're going to see a lot more flash, flash yeah. news lines. News I agree lines, with so. Yasin because like even, I don't know if you guys saw reports of uh, Cenk Adrian being in Italy to uh, finish up or finalize some deals of some sort. Um, there's going to be a whole ton of rumors and I think it's going to take a, like a ton of time to go through each and every one of them. Mm. And Firmino is one of them as well, right? Yeah. yeah, plenty, plenty. Which makes sense to me. I mean, um, I'm not saying we will get him. Obviously, there are names flying around, but Firmino actually makes a lot of sense considering how we're playing with Mertens yeah. and we don't have a replacement for Mertens. That's right. your guy. That's your guy, Firmino, just like him. Yeah, hopefully yeah. Uh, it happens. I like Firmino. Mm. Hmm. So, Emre or Yasin or Jan. What else? I think <clears throat> that might be it for the news. Um, nothing else really jumps out at me. I, I mean, at this point in the season, I feel like there's not as much news and everything is focused on the last stretch, the last few matches here, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Icardi, I think, is something we can mention. Uh, apparently, he has a slight injury and um, it's saying that he's all right. Mm. So hopefully he makes it to the Fadi Karagumruk game. Uh, he's also on a yellow card, mm-hmm. one yellow card from suspension. So I don't know if the, the Hoja will make that decision to bench him and try playing um, Gomez or maybe Zaniolo at striker. Mm-hmm. We'll see because Butters is also uh, um, suspended because he saw that idiotic yellow card from last game. Yeah. yeah. In the Spore game. Uh, speaking of Olanya Spore. <laughs> but in, uh, Emre... You mentioned uh, Icardi has a health issue and that he is doing okay, so he'll be back for Fatih Karagimrik? Potentially, yes, that's what I'm hearing. This this whole situation sounds a bit like when Mertens was injured and everyone mm-hmm. kept saying, he's fine, he's training, and then actually, well, every time we heard that, he missed another game and 
Like what? He missed right. three games in total? Well, but that's a bit think worrying about this, with Icardi, uh, man. Yeah? Think about this. Icardi is younger than Mertens, so the odds of him actually recovering quicker than Mertens is much more likely. Well, and, I don't even uh, believe Mertens' age, man. That's no way, man. He can run. That's also that true. Much. The man's yeah. playing like he's 28. He's like I'm those sure, Africans yeah. with the fake uh, age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Belgian. So then uh, Gomez is not 38. He's more like 48. Is that what you're trying to say? No, that's not what I'm saying. I was saying younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gomez is playing like he's not 38. He's playing like he's in his 40s at this point. If yeah. Mertens is, play- is 35 and he's playing like this, and Gomez is playing like this, there's got to be some sort of discrepancy there, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. But hey, Gomez is a French-African. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God, uh, The listeners miss me. I, I know. We're going to uh, get canceled <laughs> one day, bro. I swear to God. Bro. I know, bro. It's well, so uh, funny. This episode is, uh, we're finished after this. <laughs> but Let's move on. Let's yeah, move on yeah, to yeah. the game. Shall Dude, we? Look, we can, before we move on to the game, ad break time. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We don't bro. have ad breaks, bro. But, uh, for new <laughs> listeners coming in, listening to us, uh, we also have a Discord, so you can join us, uh, discuss things, watch games, play video games. So uh, feel free to ask uh, for an invite link, and you'll get the special GOAT listener status, because you came directly by listening. It's our secret, so keep it that way. And uh, yeah, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, and don't forget to share with your friends. Yeah, like, subscribe, lot, five guys. star subscribe. on Amazon, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Um, share with your friends, your friends' friends. Exactly, their friends' friends. Let's now, get it, boys. Take us to the game, Coach Canada. Let's go. This was round thirty of the Super League. Like some had said, we were the guest of Alanya Sport. Um, we'll go through some stats and starting 11 as well. Starting 11, we had Muslera, of course, in goal. My boy, well, kind of my boy. I don't want to call him that yet. Sam Adekube, left back. <laughs> Abdul Karim, Nelson, boy. Lucas Torreira, Sergio Oliveira, Mertens, Karam, Rashidza, and Icardi. Going through some quick stats, we had 56% possession as opposed to the 44% of Alanya. 17 shots compared to 6 for Alanya. And uh, we actually had an XG of 2.64 and Alanya had 0.92. This one finished 4-1 as a final. Our highest rated player for the match was the magic man himself, Mertens. He was uh, 8.6 rating on FOTMOB and 8.4 on uh, SofaScore. Going mm. through the uh, main events, key events of the match, we opened scoring with Abdul Kerem in the 14th minute. It was a beautiful assist by Kerem from the free kick. Alanya tied it 1-1 from a penalty. Sasha Boy unfortunately gave away a penalty. Um, John scored the penalty to make it 1-1. And then right before halftime, we had a Cardi score to make it 2-1 with an assist from Mertens. Starting the second half, we had the uh, injury from Akardi just at, just before the end of the first half. He was subbed out at the start of the second. Bodish came in to replace him. And then we, we found the third goal through an interesting goal from Mertens uh, in the 48th minute to make it 3-1. 
And then Rashid's up with the icing on the cake in the 63rd minute and uh, scoring the fourth goal with an assist from Adekube. So I thought it was a good match. I'll, 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 uh, I'll lead us into the match discussion here if that's okay. I just want to say, uh, mm. John, since mm. when is Adekube your boy? Well, he's kind Listen, I said he's You've kind been of my boy. shitting on the guy since okay. day one that he yeah. arrived. <laughs> and I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. go backpatterning right now because he had listen, one listen, good listen. game. <laughs> he's, he's kind of my boy, just being Canadian. But uh, other okay. than that, he's, in my opinion, well, I'm going to talk about that. I think he's, he's an just amateur. totally dog water. But anyways, <laughs> oh. I'm going to bring that up. But um yeah, yeah how to phrase and insult someone in the same <laughs> sentence right <laughs> <laughs> well we're ca- i'm canadian man come on yeah you, you gotta jesus christ you, you can't just pull out and insult someone you have to say something nice about them too but mm. anyways <laughs> um yeah i thought it was a good match man i thought it was a good match i thought we started uh pretty pretty comfy we kind of i, th- I thought we looked in control right from the beginning and in the third minute, we had a, a pretty nice attempt on goal through Mertens. We looked, we looked established from the first whistle, I think. I, 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 there wasn't a point where I was really too worried. I think we all kind of got the sense that, you know, we were going to make something happen this match, especially coming off a 6 nothing win the match before. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in good form right now. Definitely 10 goals in two matches, but... Yeah, I, I thought it was good, man. Um, Alanya didn't really have anything that were too threatening. We unfortunately gave away that penalty in the first half, which I don't know, man. I, I thought it was a little bit soft, but it is what it is. They're, they're very fortunate to have gotten that, I think, because Bowie doesn't really make mistakes like that very often. But um, I thought it was just a tremendous team performance, man. I thought everyone played well, including Adekube. It was which a was 10, if you ask me, by the way. Surprising. I you know what? Let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about the pen. I'm sure you guys all probably he slips agree. Slips and slides and misses the feet, but from behind, his legs come and hit the player. So he does hit. The my my thing with it is, yeah, I, I I mean I can agree with that. It's he didn't stop the player from playing the ball at all. It was a little bit late. He kind of clipped him. There was a little bit of contact, and he went down, but. Let me ask I you mean, this, John. If yeah. it was the other way around, would you ask for a pen? The, well, the thing is with this is that when you have every game players like stomping on each other's ankles and it's never given a red card or, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that, true. that's, that's true. the problem. This is we so don't know soft. What's like, a pen lately. He didn't like, even, don't know. yeah, he didn't prevent the player. For, the player played the ball, no problem. And then like two seconds, three seconds later, Bowie came in and like, it's not even like Bowie crushed him inside the box. He like mm-hmm. clipped him. There's a little bit of contact with am the trailing I, leg. Am I forgetting and not remembering correctly, but the guy was like already like slightly falling down before Bowie even made contact. Like, it, it, yeah, man. Like it was, I, I thought it was just soft in my opinion. I, I, at the end of the day, I'll like, give it, man. I don't care. I, I like it, yeah, give I that mean, rather than <clears throat> bullshit stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's what I mean. Like at the end of the day, I can, you know, if you're going to give it a pen, it's like fine. You know, it's kind of soft. I'll accept but, that. Yeah, but it's like, you know, w- w- where does that fall on the spectrum? Because we have guys that are almost getting their ankles broken every single game, uh, like fully ask, getting stomped uh, uh, on, right? Ask, ask the Fenerle among us, Yasin. Tell us, bro. Am I, am I supposed to respond to Summit <laughs> after he calls me Fenerle like that? <laughs> I mean, I mean I your, your boy Arda Güler is uh, faking pens here left and right as well, so. 
Yeah, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> they're all throwing themselves in the box. Um, Bro, I swear to God, I've never seen anything like this, man. All right, we, we, talk, we, talk about, we talk about Fernando themselves too much in the already. box. <laughs> yeah, 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 true, true. I mean, uh, well, he no, opened I, the damn it, it, conversation, bro. Yeah, don't, don't, don't let him, don't let him direct Napoli. us like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, I thought it was a penalty, honestly. I, th- I thought it was just stupid from Sacha. If, if it was more like an honest mistake from his side, I would be more on the side of, okay, like, that's not a penalty. But, like, when you come into a challenge like that where you're not really near getting the ball and you're putting the other player in a dangerous situation, even if it was after the fact, then you can't really complain too much, like... You know, yeah. if if the ga- if the game ended one one or we lost points, God forbid that game, I think the conversation naturally would be different. Mm-hmm, People exactly. would be very mad about it. People would swear that it was it was not a penalty. Mm-hmm. So, but our, if he th- would think, make think that, that save, Yasin, he would be God. Yeah. Oh, what? the the challenge oh, yeah. if he actually yeah. stopped the ball. Yeah. yeah. It would. Yeah. It would be. But still, like I personally, I would still be like, dude, that's risky as hell. Like mm. you still should not be doing that. But you know. If we're going to get penalties like this against us, you know, I'm glad it's in a game where we win the way that we did. I'm glad that Sacha made a mistake that he normally doesn't make so he can learn mm-hmm. from it because Sacha right, is the type of player that learns from his mistakes generally. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So it's fine, you know. And again, if Sacha is a player that makes these challenges all the time, I would be cursing right now, but that's not the case. As John said, it was a very big surprise to see him make the mistake that he did today, that, that game. Also, so I move on. That's it. Look. Mm. What I don't understand was okay. The pen. I'm past the pen. What, like, wasn't he supposed to see a card there? Like, usually when you foul someone in the box and you cause a pen, aren't you supposed to see a yellow? I was kind of like wondering why the ref didn't give him a yellow there, or is there something I'm not aware of regarding the rules? Like, I, I think we should talk about that as well. It's not consistent, well, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, none none of this is consistent because I don't that try was, to understand penalties in the Super League it, anymore. It's it's just so 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 soft. But I've literally seen like four matches in the last like you know probably four weeks where someone is just getting absolutely stomped on, and there's nothing. So it's like you know how are these decisions being made? Like it's so it's just strange, man. Yeah, yeah. To answer your question, I think it, like there's no such rule as if there's a penalty, it's always at least a yellow card, by the way. Like there's no such thing as that. I think they still try and identify it to the level, the degree that it was dangerous. Like that that position could have been anywhere from a no card to a yellow card to a red card, depending on how Sach actually made the tackle. In all three cases, it's still a penalty, no matter how he tackled him. But because this one was considered a softer, I mean, I, I think we're all on the same page here. It was considered a softer tackle and penalty. So he didn't really do anything to warrant a yellow. It wasn't dangerous per se. Um, mm-hmm. So they got the penalty. Like, there's no yeah, reason it's to really That's give him a like, penalize us twice, you know? But if Sacha studs up on the guy's freaking calf and, like, well, risks his yeah, injury, gotta- then, yeah, then you give him a yellow red card. But to mm-hmm. answer your question, it's not always a yellow card. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't approach it that way going forward. Yeah, I don't want to hear people crying. That's all. Yeah. What do you guys? uh, What do you guys think of Abdul Karim and him? You know, opening the scoring that match. I and 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 before before you guys answer, I I mentioned to to one of you. I can't remember who it was, but when you look at a match like this, you know you can tell how much of a team effort it, it was when you have. One defender, one midfielder, one striker, and one winger on the goals on the on the scoring sheet. You know mm. that's a team effort, team performance right there. So 
What did you guys think about that? I thought that was a really nice goal. It's it's great to see, like you said, it's it show it tells you something when you have four different uh, players being on the score sheet and not mm-hmm. relying on one player because then what if that player gets injured and he's out for the whole yeah I don't know month or so then what do you do? Well, you have other players that have like come up and step up to score and that's one of the strongest features that we have as a team, bro. Yeah, it's, man. It it also shows that our game isn't centered around one person or one being. You know how you would have, oh, this this game centered around this player and if he's not there, we're kind of screwed. You mm-hmm. know, kind of like how uh, I hate to talk about other teams, but again, Besiktas, when they don't have Jank on the field, they look completely lost. Mm-hmm. And when he's on the field, it's a whole different game, right? And so I feel like we can play, you can put anyone in that position and they will do work as far as scoring, I would say. Um, I'm just happy really that good we to have see. goal scoring center backs again. Yeah, uh, I don't know if um, up to Kidim is worth that much, guys. I don't know. Is he worth that much? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Is, is his salary a bit too much uh, compared <laughs> to the rest? Maybe it's too much. It's going to stir up shit in the team. <laughs> <laughs> Summit and he... Oh, my God. This man has a vendetta. <laughs> That's nah, so I, just, I just don't like his pieces, yeah. man. Just for our listeners, this Mimit is John reference, which is um, yeah, Abdul Kerim has a too high salary. Look, look, look. In his defense, it's better to have reporters that report on the good side and the bad side, so you have some sort of in between. Uh, uh, I don't want to go back. It's just unnecessary. Otherwise, 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 you have reporters like other teams where all they do is sp- uh, spout good stuff mm-hmm. and and set bad expectations. True, I agree with him. Right? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Yasin, bro? What do you think of our boy? I'll do get him. Yeah, man, he's incredible, man. Like King you know, Kong. It, he, it's it's nice to have a defender that provides a goal threat consistently and not just by his assists, but also by himself actually scoring on, mm-hmm. on, on free kicks on set pieces mm-hmm. that just adds so much more to our skill set and our, you know, our toolbox of being able to score goals. I mean, you know, if you look at the the standings and how many goals we scored and how many goals we let up, you know, Abdukerim has a pie in both those, you know, uh, statistics, right? He's, Three he's goals, defending incredibly assists. well. He's defending incredibly well. I think we have the best defense in the league, of course. That's attributable to Nelson and Muslera and Torreira, of course. But he's also scoring goals. He's making assists. So that you love to see that. And he's a Turkish player. We don't need to go over the little you know, details for the 100th time. But it's great to see. And I think we brought in a, a new... Um, a coaching assistant that specializes in set pieces, right? Earlier this season. Yeah. Um, so I think that might be attributable to that. You know, if you if you watch the goal again, you have Icardi and another player going near post, and Icardi being Icardi attracts so many players and defenders onto him. Where mm-hmm. Abdukhan was able to find that open position in the middle, you know, I guess middle slash far, uh, mm-hmm. you know, area. And he, he does what he does best, and that's finish headers. He has a great header. He put power behind it, and he scored. So it, it was a great way to start the game. And that I think we just built on that for the most part. Of course, Alanya scored after, but um, it, it's good when forwards and your wingers and your midfielders 
know that they don't have to be the ones that's carrying the team on the score sheet. So, yep, lovely yep. to see. And when you get into this part of the season where every single game, the weight of every single game just increases, you know, until you're finally crowned, it's like you when you have these players that are pulling their own weight and it's just such a contribution, you know, like we're not it's not like we're saying, "Oh, if Acardi doesn't score today, we're done." You know, everyone is putting in an effort and 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 just that one last little note about that first goal is I really have to give all the credit to Kerem. I mean, mm. wow, yeah. man, what a delivery. What a delivery on a plate, on a plate for him, man. That yeah. was just sens- sensational. And, you know, obviously, mm. like in addition to the free kick goal, he scored the, the game before. You know what's funny, John? I mm. actually thought Kerem had a bad game. But this mm. guy has become so good that even when he's bad, mm-hmm. he can make an assist, a goal. That's true. And and, yeah. and that's like what changed uh, um, as to before. Before, yeah. if he had a bad game, he was invisible. No stats, nothing, and losing the ball, and which he still does sometimes. Yeah, you uh, know what, man? Like you mentioning that actually just reminded me, you know, things got sort of put into perspective for me. Th- this last week I was making... Um, a little graphic for Twitter uh, about Kerem and his stats and stuff. And when I was looking back at the earlier matches in the season, there was like, there was a couple, I think there was three matches he didn't start. A few mm-hmm. matches he came off at halftime. And I remember, I, I totally forgot. I remember how, you know, piss poor his performances were along with Yunus and everyone was like saying, you know, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. But no, I got to give it to the kid, man. Like he's, uh, he's turned it around in such a way where even when he plays bad, he's still very useful to the team yeah 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 absolutely um if if we can talk about just the oh my god just the peach of a goal from a cardi to make it 2-1 mm. oh my god guys what a goal man first of all just to refresh everyone you know we were we were we were making this forward attack and uh, the ball sort of fell. Just It just sort of landed in front of Mertens and it bounced and Mertens hit it first time. And this ball that Mertens puts in and the run and anticipation from Akardi and finally the finish. Oh my God, that was so sweet, man. Like Mertens is the guy that can see things before, it, before they happen. And Akardi is just, what a finish, what anticipation, man. What a goal that was, guys. Like, come on. You can just tell the class from these two guys, just from that one goal alone, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I don't know where to even begin with this team, man. Like you said, going up front, we have impeccable class. And and, and, and then back, look, um, Alanya, throughout the whole game, had only two shots on target. Two. One being the penalty. A one that was a, um, a, not a simple ball, but a good ball. Mm. And that Muslera took out. Okay. Last three games, you know how many shots on target there was against us? Four. Four shots on target, guys. That's insane. Okay. Yep, yep. That's insane. And and we're doing this while we're ha- like, we have insane. Like, it's one thing to have this um, kind of defensive record when you're sitting back with men, like you're playing like Atletico Madrid style or some Mourinho ball, right? But then it's another to have an XG on average of like three point something every game and attack, attack, attack every game and have this kind of defensive record. Shows you like how defensively coordinated this team is. It's, in, it's impeccable. Yep. And 
dude, teams don't know what to do anymore. They do not know how to play against us. They, you, um, Kai said his sports like, you know what? I'm going to press high up the field and I'm going to make sure Galstaday doesn't play their game. Well, Galstaday's like, okay, sure. And then they throw the ball out into the midfield and then they recoup the ball and then they attack straight away with a counterattack or not like a straight direct attack. And this is one thing that I've been very happy to see from our team is to play out from the back. Before we used to just constantly pressure the other teams to make for them to make a mistake and us to capitalize on it. But now we're scoring from so many different opportunities and it's just amazing to see. Like everyone this is why it's so important to have a team that's so capable of scoring because you don't re- rely on one person. And it's so good to have more than one type of game plan because then you don't rely on that one person to set your game plan up. Uh, again, it's impeccable, man. Also, I really wanted to uh Mertens, we really got to give a shout out to Mertens, man. I think he was the game uh, man of the match, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, highest rated player, like uh, like I mentioned. Um, yeah, if if you don't mind, I I kind of want to like build off of mm-hmm. uh, where you just left off, Emma, but also John and that goal. It was a great assist, and you you credited Mertens to be able to see that before it even unraveled. Right, the ball mm-hmm. is just kind of in the open mm-hmm. he looks up he sees Icardi and he and he obviously puts in a beautiful ball but you need to give a lot of credit to Icardi there as well not just because of the finish because the finish obviously is world class it, oh, of course. you know the, the whole thing just felt like you know surprising because it was 1-1 and it kind of felt like a, for a moment that it might be one of those games where it finishes 1-1 and we can't score because Alanya is just sitting so far back and you know we were kind of lacking that creativity to find chances up until that point. But Icardi saw that ball unraveling, you know, and coming to Mertens. He sprinted. He darted right between basically both defenders into the open space into a spot that the goalie can't get to quickly enough. And when, you, when you're a striker, you have to make those runs all the time. You know, think back to like Burak Yilmaz days. The guy is constantly running. Does he get a ball every time he makes a run? No, but he makes that run. So when it does come, he's there. He, he tries to make any opportunity available for the midfielders and wingers behind him to find that ball through. And that's what Icardi did there. And of course, the finish was beautiful. But to your point, uh, I forget who just said it, but Kerem was having a good game, right? Like, I, I personally don't think uh, Kerem had his best game. But I want to add on to that. I think a lot of the guys didn't have a great game that against Alanya. Like, would you guys kind of agree with it just to kind of list a few names in my mind that could have played way better uh martins yes he scored yes he had a beautiful assist but a lot of his shots were weak a lot of the times he he wasn't finding the target the third goal (laughs) i mean i don't know what to think of it like (laughs) i'm that was so ugly the ugliest goal i've ever seen but somehow he managed to score that in. That was like the weakest goal ever. But yeah. I don't know what happened to the keeper. But it, yeah, he, I don't know, man. He, he, he was laughing afterwards because he knew that, you know, it was yeah, kind of yeah. like, I, I don't want to say accidental because you don't accidentally put the ball in the back. No, he slipped. Net, but he, he slipped. He slipped and it happened to go into the bottom left corner. Mm. So, yeah, he was laughing. To get he him didn't afterwards. expect it to go that to that direction, and the keeper didn't expect it to go to that direction. I think that's why it became a goal, and that's yeah, why he key- laughed. The, the keeper was frozen at that yeah. point. But like you know, Kerem, Martins, even Rashica, he scored. Did a beautiful. We'll talk about his goal for the second half too. But I thought he was like you know, 
didn't really give the same performance that I normally would expect from him. And hey, maybe this is attributable to the fact that Alanya just sat back a lot. You know, John, you're you're a coach, so you kind of analyze different situations before and afterwards. And you know, before I let, I'm curious to see what you have to say about. But Okan also said after the game where he said we expected Alanya Sport to sit back. We expected them to give us the ball and come to them. So it's great that Okan Hoja kind of read that beforehand and, you know, prepared accordingly. And that if he prepared, that means the players prepared mentally as well. And we saw that, right? We struggled for 10, 15 minutes, but then we were able to adjust and then find our goals. But John, do you think we did enough in that first half and, you know, how we attacked a team that sat back a lot? Is it sometimes you have to, you know, kind of just wait for them to get tired? Do you have to switch it? Do you think we did what we needed to? quickly enough because it seemed like we were about to go into the half tied and I don't know I don't, I don't know about you guys but I was trying to get a little bit concerned yeah I mean um, I mentioned uh, privately to some of you guys that I I fully applaud Okan and his team for the preparation for these last two matches I think that it's just been phenomenal and you know I have full trust in him now but you know we we it was 1-1 for majority of the first half and then Akardi had the break breakthrough for 2-1 and then i don't know if you guys remember but in in the uh the added time at the end of the half Rashitsa had pretty much an open header and the goal the goalkeeper made a great save so we could have went into the half 3-1 but i think that this team is doing so well in just being dynamic and adjusting to different situations like even if we prepare for a team a certain way and the match isn't playing out that way I think this team is so good in being able to adjust, you know, adapt to any situation. And we're getting to a point where winning is just, it's such a habit. We're just finding ways to do it, you know, regardless of if teams are sitting back, if, you know, ref ref calls aren't going our way, if some of our key players aren't performing, we're just finding ways to do it. So I think that's the answer. It's just, you know, our ability to be so dynamic and to change depending on the situation. I think it's, it's really, really hard to stop a team that can do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, um, it's multiple things, the success that we are having. It's Okan Buruk, sure. Um, I have my doubts if he has a long breath and he can manage to cross that finish line. I still have my doubts because, yeah. He's done it before, by the way. You know, I think we should keep that in mind. Well, he's also but. not done it before with Bashakshir, so. Mm. Um, but like I said, it's multiple pillars. It's uh, Okan's uh, genius tactics sometimes. Um, the squad building, for sure. The balance within the team. Yeah, of big time. veterans that have experience that can lift up the atmosphere, mm. the willpower, so... There's a lot of things that are going well and in a complete, well, uh, all in all, that's what makes this a successful team. So just to go through quickly again, uh, so the first goal, Abdul Kerim Bayrakcı, second goal uh, by Alanya, 1-1, and then Milot Rashitsa, I keep butchering his name and only his name, was the, our second goal. No, Akardi, Akardi. Oh, Icardi, sorry. Yeah. And then Dries was goal. third, and Rashitsa. Ah, don't don't do this to me. Was the last Rashitsa, one. bro? How hard is this? Rashitsa. <laughs> it's the only. Or just say Milot. Milot, Milot, or Milo. Yeah, Milo. I've become Yasin. This, this, this is what happens. Oh my god! This is what happens when you make fun of me too much. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, karma, bro. <laughs> it's sleep deprivation, bro. The, the Yasin uh, effect, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, now now it's a Yasna effect. Still <laughs> blaming me. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, did you have any closing points on the game? Because we have a ton of listeners' questions that we need to treat today as well. Let's oh, uh, already, get into the questions, man. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I want to see that we make sure we didn't miss anything. We have so many we, questions today. This we game do. has just basically been a formality, honestly. Like, we just came to play. Oh, we got the four, uh, three points, and we just scooted. We Did left. we mention Ersun Yanal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got Quit sacked after right this, after yeah. this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also mentioned the fact that Okan Burak has now beat every single Fenerbahce coach in the league. Yeah. yeah. And he also That's beat crazy. every team in the league now with Alanya. Yeah. Yeah, and props, also, props, it, it, props. you know what's funny? I think this season we've been just winning by one goal, 2-1, 1-0. But when it came down to historical Fenerbahce coaches or players, like we, we butchered those, like 7 Except that Obulu, I think that was a 2-1 or something. They were literally butchered. Like, I think like we're saving up. goals for them. So um, who knows what will happen at home against Fenerbahce, man. We uh, yeah I don't know man we scored twenty nah. goals in total against all these all these little rats we the one game guys two, the I one think. game yeah I really I just I I really want us to win so bad it's not even the Fenerbahce game I want us to beat Besiktas because it kind of just destroys me inside knowing that we have not beat them since they opened their new stadium mm. away it it drives me crazy <laughs> is that so, can't be true is it? it we have not beat them ever there in Bish the league yeah. True. Oh, Bishikash, that's yeah. really, that's crazy. I don't know why I thought for sure we would have won there. Hmm. We almost did on their first, the opening year. I don't know if you remember where Bruma scored that like uh, yeah, Messi yeah. type goal. Yeah, he just ran through everyone. Oh, that's going to be a good match then, man. That's in, uh, yeah. that's next week, I think. Is it? Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. the game after True. the Kargumer game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, tune into... Listener questions. So, we've been growing a lot on Twitter. We have a lot of new people listening in. And we actually had a lot of new questions. So, we asked you what you'd like to ask us. And we'll start off with DZ. DZ26. He's asking if Icardi's injury might be a risk... And who should start instead of him, Gomis or Zaniolo? I could take that one. Mm -hmm. I would say if Akardi is at risk, I would not use Zaniolo there. Depending on the opponent, I would either use Gomis or Barish. But it depends on the it depends on the opponent. Well, Barish we can't use. Well, he's suspended. I guess the next match, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah, got it. I I, I wouldn't use Zaniolo there. I, I I would probably try Gomis and see how the match goes and make adjustments if we need to mm -hmm. but uh I, I, me personally i i would give gomis a chance yeah and 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 let's say someone else why wouldn't would you, you put Kedem? Why, hold on hold on why wouldn't you put zaniolo because he does have a makings of a great striker why didn't he <laughs> yeah, do it before right i i well I just, he did mention he does he could it hmm. could be an option in the future but I'm, i want to ask john why he thinks that it's not a I just, idea. Yeah, I, I don't see Zaniolo as that type of player. I just... Has he ever played striker? He's always like 10 or right wing, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's ever played there. But I, I personally just... I don't know. I just don't... 
I don't see him and, and the way that he moves on the pitch and his the way he plays and his positioning. I, I don't know if he'd be successful there. I would definitely be interested in seeing it. I, who knows? Maybe he'll be a stud in that position. But I, I mean, mm. I would just rather go with something that's proven right now. And at this point of the season, I would I, I would give Gomez the chance and see what he can do. It's also a way to make him happy too. Mm. I guess. I I don't I don't care to make anybody happy at this point of the season, guys, honestly. I mean, even me. Look, uh, especially, especially you. you. <laughs> 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 my my fellow New Yorkers on the same page. <laughs> um, I mean, look, we're we're playing at home, so it's it's naturally going to make everything a little bit simpler. But Last time we thought about rotating, you know, I'm not sure if it really works out in our favor usually. You know, we've had moments where we wanted to play it safe with Mertens and we play Mata. It didn't work out. We've we've had other moments with other players and it usually doesn't work out. And in terms of striker, I, I suppose it might be okay depending on how we use him because our wingers and our midfielders are so capable of scoring. It might be worth starting, but... I'm not sure. Uh, I'm really not sure. And a part two to this question that I actually want to add, even if he's healthy, right? Let's say there's no injury risk. Do you play Icardi next week? Forget about the discussion of who we play instead of him. But do you actually play him? Because if we play Icardi next week, next game, and he gets a yellow card, he's miss- he's missing the Besiktas game. Mm. Purely out because of this, I think we won't play him. Yeah, I agree. Nah, nah, bro. Look, that's you play your best team. Every game, no matter what game, big or small, because every I'll three points matters. Week, every three <laughs> points matters, bro. Yeah, he, well, he's a professional you... at the end of the day, bro. Like, I, I do trust Icardi to be able to play and not get a yellow card. I do fully trust him. It's you, just a I do of, as well. You know? I do as well. I just yeah. don't trust uh, the, the, yeah, well, yeah. the tulip uh, circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the crazy part is, like, I agree, I trust him too. But the way that yellow cards work is if even if the ref gives an absolutely ridiculous yellow card, that by replay of the worst angle possible, it's still not a yellow card. Yeah, they can't they can't bring that to VAR. Exactly. You can only bring red cards. So the the ref, if he wants, can just be like, "Oh, that's a foul." You know, you kind of pushed him from behind. It kind of looked like an elbow. <laughs> yeah. Here's a yellow card. Or Bam, even like e- we're, we're e- done. E- even if a cardi just says one wrong thing. And the ref reaches into his pocket and gives a yellow, like mm. you know, it's possible. Like I, he's I going know. to miss a game eventually, right? So yeah, I'd yeah. rather us win our points at home than like okay, and just keep him or save him for the Bishop Touch game because the Bishop Touch game, just because you have a card, doesn't mean you're going to win. It's definitely the harder game. I'd rather him play Karagumuruk and miss the Bishop Touch game. Oh no, come I on! Trust, at home, I we trust got the Okan I trust no, Okan Buruk. I'm, I'm right I'll that. even score at home, bro. Yeah, I, agree, with I, the I agree with I agree with Samet. Yeah, I agree with Samet. Well, we we got opposing views here, don't we? Yeah. Well, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, good thing. Uh, I, I I don't I don't think. I mean, it is at home, guys, and I I said it myself. It, it should be simpler. But if you look at their record, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, on this just one page I'm looking at, in their last eight games, they've only lost one game, and that was to Fenerbahce. And that was, you know, I mean, I don't even have to look. I can already assume that was probably a controversial game because of the ref. So yeah, but bro, they're they, gonna they, have yeah, a tin can playing in gold when we play we against discuss, them. Did we discuss? Yeah, did, yeah, like yeah, we didn't. Yeah, Diagne we didn't is not that. here. Like Diagne, they don't have Diagne to yeah, score. They do. Not, not not just that. They do. They but, do. 
The keeper. They do. Okay, so that was that was false information, but the keeper situation. Yeah. Yeah. Summit, you want to add that? Well, basically, they they have like uh, their first goalie is is not able to play. Their second is not able to play. I think it's either the third or the Chaija from uh, the canteen mm. that's going to play yeah. in the goal. Oh, it doesn't matter. Whoever plays against us is always a good goalie. Like they just turn to monsters. <laughs> that like is the also top zone game. Mm-hmm. Remember that keeper? Who the hell is he? And then he just turned out to be really good uh, in co- uh, keeper. Every time you speak of Anadolu keepers, I get. Kaleji Marskars in my head. That guy, like, always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like many others. But I, 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 we have a ton of more questions, guys. Yeah, yeah, let's right, move let's on. Let's move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, second question is from Okan KCR. He says, which team y'all think is going to be the hardest to beat? Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I don't know. He's actually yeah, a Ger- German. So, maybe, yeah. okay. Yeah, Which why team like do you all Texas? think is gonna be the hardest to beat? No, that's, okay, we're canceled. Oh okay, okay, yeah, G-G. no, never mind. But yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> Summit M- would never make it in public relations. I'm just gonna put it at that. <laughs> I'm an open but, book, man. That's what would make me an honest man. Oh man! All right, the, so let's answer the me, question. Besiktas for me. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's Besiktas because yeah. we haven't beaten them in so long. Yeah, that's gonna be tough, I think. Well, we have eight. Well, no. Two, four, six, seven games left. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Almost done. And indeed, Final stretch, man. This is it. It's, you know, mm-hmm. this, this is the big time now. And well, but I think that it's going to might be a hard one as well, man, at home. Sivaspor, yes. But like in terms of the most difficult and the yeah. most difficult team in terms of how they play, mm-hmm. especially at home, uh, the obvious logical answer is Besiktas. Yeah. yeah. And that match sure. is always a f- bit of a fiery match. You know, red mm-hmm. cards and whatnot. I, yeah, I would imagine yeah. that to be the. They're toughest. gonna want to beat us to get some favors from uh, Rami Baba. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, three well, points there would be just. Uh, oof! Yes. Wow! Uh, you know, indescribable. That, that's really. just the cherry on top. Yeah, that would see? be the cherry on top. So I, I have a question and then a follow up answer to something else. But uh, that's not the do question. We still, do, do, do we still play Ankara Gujru? We yeah. do, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Away. Okay, okay. So I think that game is actually going to be really tough too because if you look at the rest of our schedule, we don't leave Istanbul once except for Ankara Gujra away. I mean, we technically have an away game versus Istanbul Sport, but that's in Istanbul. We have an away game versus Besiktas, but that's in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. And now our next game, which is Karagümrük, which is also in Istanbul. Mm. So that is a huge, huge home advantage, I want to say, for in terms of travel in a lot of games in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But Ankara Gujra is not an easy team. Like they, they have some players. Yeah. And Emre? I'm, I mean, Ankara Gujra is four points away from relegation. And they are a relatively big club, you know, historically. You know, they have their fans behind them. Mm-hmm. So we're playing away. They're going to want to stay in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I, see, I see that being tough and a game that we really do have to take seriously. To avoid yeah. having Fenerbahce game be the this deciding game because that, that is the last thing I want. Like I, I, I hope to God that we go into that game already champions because if it's if we're not, then that is my answer. That is the toughest game of the season because yeah. we can afford to lose versus Bishtash. That that's three points. We have we have a six point lead right now. If we lose to Bishtash, which is you know seemingly our toughest game. That is not the end of the world because we still have three points. We have the tiebreaker advantage and we still play Fenerbahce at home. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I said that I'd rather Icardi play versus Karagümrük than Besiktas because we can afford to lose against Besiktas. 
You know what I mean? Because we have that um, opportunity. In fact, we can lose against two teams and still be in the winning, right? Yeah, so I, yeah, that's why I kind of I understand that. Like, it would be the worst situation if we say, okay, like. Sergio, Bowie, Icardi, Kerem are all one yellow card away from suspension. Let's save them, half of them or all of them for the Besiktas game. And then imagine we lose points against Karagümrük at home and guys. then we go to Besiktas and lose points there, then that's a tough exactly, situation. Exactly, bro. Guys, that's what you, I'm saying. You guys should not be assuming Fanet are going to win the rest of their games. Like I could tell you... Look with total confidence, they're losing. Lale points. Orta Fener goal. Okay, that's what we're afraid of. Not we're not afraid of Fenerbahce. We're afraid of their best player, Lale Orta. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't scare me. You know, I want <laughs> I want to be super objective and have a bit of a Dutch approach in what Emre is saying, but it's it's not the reality. It's really that bad in Turkey. It's like I can't even justify. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, you know? It's, it's so hard. Bro. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Bro, when's the last time you've seen anybody from an official organization go into, um, like match replays and have them take out a position, mm-hmm. and and it being okay, and they don't and then resign go boast do... about it on the TV? Exactly, and she admits that it, oh, yeah. oh, it was wrong, and then uh, nothing happens. Anyway, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take the next question. This is uh, let's go from uh, Young Champ. Um, I think. I think we answered this one. He's basically asking, would you like to see players like Firmino and Simeone in the team next year? Uh, Firmino, yes. Simeone, hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Firmino, I think, could be... Uh, like I said. think he could be good. I, yeah. think, I think that could really work out, but uh, I'm not opposed to it, no. especially if we're going to be in Europe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that Americans could be uh, decent. And Firmino, right? So... Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like both given the Italian slash South American vibes mm. and connection that they'd bring to what we already have. Oh, yeah, that that, that vibes, alone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're both class players. I mean, yeah. I think Simeone is doing decent. Um, You're thinking but if, if FIFA Oka, green if Oka, lines. If, yeah, yeah, green <laughs> lines. Yeah, if, if Okan Hoja approves it, I approve it. Um, yeah. that, 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 I'll say that. Yeah. Um, all right. This one is from Adana Yos, Kerem Adanalı. I think he's from Adana, guys. I don't know. <laughs> um, he's asking, in case of Bowie's departure, do you think we should use Dubois or aim for a veteran transfer or go for an other young prospect like Bowie? Which brings a very good point because I truly think Bowie's gone in the summer, especially yeah. with the interview he had with Transfer Market yeah. and how he answered them. Um, yeah, I, I think we can say goodbye to Bowie. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I'd hopefully agree a good fee. Uh, but he's asking, do you think we should use Dubois? Of course. It's uh, Dubois. Yeah, exactly. And and he, he's uh, he's capped for the national team. He has a lot of experience. He's, I think, also a bit more technical, like Mariano uh, that we had, mm-hmm. than Bowie. Bowie is more athletic, in my opinion. Uh, still yeah. young, can learn a lot. But... Should we go for another? I think if, with, if together I with Dubois, and let's have another young prospect, right? That's what they'll do. That's the point, right? Yeah. Like, w- w- like you, you, you're not going to go and just depend on Dubois the whole season. And also, I think Okan Budik realized, like, after seeing Bowie play, he knows the type of player in his head that he needs for us to be successful going forward. You need someone that's really, you know, physically capable 
and technically capable. Well, I, like more physically capable than they are technically capable. Like I think of a Akadukube, but a little bit more um, like technically capable. I think that's Tadak the young Jamal? prospect they will. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay. <laughs> Just to make sure that we're understanding the question right and answering it properly, I, I think he's basically asking, okay, the ball is staying. Would you rather have him start next season and or would you rather keep him on the bench and aim for an even better left back or right back and have Dubois on the bench and have that new veteran start or keep Dubois on the bench and bring another young prospect that can compete and maybe start over Dubois? Like I would use Dubois personally. I mean, it's you, yeah. especially if we're going to be in Europe. I mean, mm-hmm. Dubois has over 100 caps for Lyon. Like yeah. he's... He's a veteran, man. Like he's he knows what he's doing, and for the he's money that we spent, bro. yeah, and he's a veteran, yeah, man. Like he he he's been he knows what he's doing. He's played at a high level, he's so especially if we're gonna be in Europe, I would uh, I would go with Dubois. But exactly what you guys said, the other part of that is, of course, I think that another if, if there's the opportunity for another sort of scout transfer, of course, uh, you know, how can you how can you deny that? Yeah, yeah. you know, agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Uh, Moving on, we have from Boe Siok, Sasha93, asking how successful do you think our young talents, Kerem, Boe, Nelson, will be in the future? Let's start with Yasin on this one. Mm. Well, Boe, I think. Ah, we forget. Is a- Kerem, Ajax. Oh, you, you mentioned that. that. I, I feel, Puntalar I like- was here. Not yeah. here, but he came to one of our home games. I think it was the last home game we had. He mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. scouting. And apparently uh, they're really looking keen on Kerem Akdukrola. So paired with that question on how successful you think uh, about young talents, I think Kerem will do great with the mentality he has, what we've spoken about him, the progress we see in him. For sure, Kerem. Yeah, he has the attitude to be very successful. Yeah. Continue, Yasin. What do you think, bro? No, just just to recap, right? We, we're, we're given three names. Uh, Nelson is 24 years old, uh, Kerem is 24, and Sacha is 22. So they're all far away from their supposedly prime years of a footballer that goes through, right? You, which is usually around 27 to 29. So they have quite a bit of time to improve. Next thing that you need to really look at is determining if they can be stars or not. Is are they continuously improving? And I think that applies to all three guys. Nelson has gotten stronger. His game awareness has gotten better. I think there's still areas that he can prove, but he still has time, right? He's an international player and he's getting more caps, more minutes with them. Mm-hmm. So he'll naturally improve with confidence there. Bowie, he has, this guy is a workhorse, right? He's getting better in defending, getting up and down the pitch. He can still improve his final passing and crossing, but I think that's something that you can get with reps, right? So I think he can be quite the star, honestly. Um, I think he can be very successful. He's still 22 years old. If he makes a move to, you know, a top five league team that maybe isn't top three or four, he can still be worth maybe 20 to 30 million uh, in, a, in a couple of years. If that's not what he leaves us for, I'm sure he can be similar to Alex Tellez, if not better in the future. Uh, Kerem, this kid is very special in my opinion, guys. Like, I think people might change their opinions because he's Turkish and where he came from. But he is constantly improving both mentally and the way that he actually plays on the pitch. Just yeah. just this season alone, like I think we talked Big about it in the past, but when you when you change the players that you play around, 
that can change a specific player and how they play significantly. Remember, Yasin? Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you, do you guys remember when we got rid of all the players, Tylon, Emmett Kalinch, all the, the players that were with us last year? I, what did I say? I said it is better that we cut the axe with these players and have Kerem and all these other players around players like Mata, Mertens, Icardi, et cetera, et cetera, because that'll make them a better player. Yeah, don't start, man. Don't start. So I'm going to... Khan Aihan cutting my boy Emin Bayram. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah, well, that's a whole different story. But yeah, Yasin, like, you, you made a good point. I just wanted to reiterate. It's such an important thing to have these kind of players around these young prospects. Yeah, and I think they'll all be successful. Um, if you guys want to add anything to that. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think we can uh, tackle the next one. Not much more to add. I, I only Bowie, I have my doubts. Especially with the attitude sometimes. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah. Last question then. What is your favorite combination as our home kit? Do you prefer Parcella with black, red, or white shorts? On a personal note, I love it with black shorts. I'm bummed to see they are seemingly going out of the equation next season. Um, Whatever yeah, we're wearing me. now, I think, is what I prefer, which is red. Really? I yeah, I like that, man. I like that. Mm, I hate it, bro. Nah. I hate it. I, I love the white shorts because it reminds me of the, the seasons with uh, Melo when he first came. Adam. And, and, and it's also the OG. Parchala with white shorts and red socks. That's how it all uh, started. It doesn't it, it like doesn't match almost though. Like it looks weird kind of. I don't I know. I will send you a picture, man, with Melo and uh, all right. and Dragba and the awesome perfect Parchala format that we have. I miss that. It'll ignite the uh, nostalgia in my heart. Mm, mm. Yeah, that looks good. And yeah, uh, are the you? black shorts, I don't know, are cursed. For me, I think some of our yes. worst seasons were with the with the black shorts. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Per- personally, I don't really like black shorts normally. I also definitely don't like the red shorts. I'm more of a white short guy with the parcella. I think that's beautiful. But you know, it depends on the jersey that we wear too. Actually, like this season, our parcella has a pretty big black, you know, bow tie looking piece to it right underneath, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. collar. Yeah, like black shorts looks we'll good with that, one. but yeah. the red, but the fit, red shorts have black they, details on them, like black yeah. accents on the sides. They do and stuff. that one. I just have it's a no go for me. I don't care yeah, how much it matches enough. red mm-hmm. red shorts, man. Like <laughs> that's weird to me. Because bro, I, I you really know the picture. Like, you know the picture of Drogba, Melo, and Schneider like posing after the goal with their arms crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, bro, they're wearing red shorts. That's a banger, bro. Come on. Yeah, that's I like mean, a that, one that, picture that, out of dozens. That, <laughs> yeah. You're that, trying that, to justify that, red shorts by naming awesome people. No, yeah, he, he it's, it's an iconic <laughs> picture. And I think he, I think it's just in the feelings for you. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one time I remember we had the the shorts. They were the same color as the partial in each each side. Oh, and I you look that. like a clown. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that was the worst. I think they changed it immediately <laughs> yeah, after like bro, one that, game. That's cr- do you know that dude, that's reckless sending players out with that. Oh my lord. Yeah. And uh, speaking dude. of parts of the small detail, like the back is always one color now. In the past, it was separated, like the front in the parcella. Mm. I miss that. I miss yeah, that. I like yeah, that. That's because of rulings. Uh, because they, they, I think it's to view the numbers better or something like that. They were not allowed to do that. So it's always one color on the back. 
but that's yeah, weird. that sucks. Yeah. But yeah. Um, those were all the questions we had today, boys. Um, any closing points, topics? I guess we like predictions uh, for next year. Right? Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's a good point. What do you guys think? You go first, Yasin. <laughs> oh, you're giving it to me again. Yeah. Uh, man. Uh, so we play at home with quite a few guys that are close to suspension. I, I do think he might rotate one or two guys. I'm not sure who yet. And I feel like depending on who he rotates, it's going to impact the score significantly. But just to play it safe, um, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say three one win. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I'm gonna just go purely no vibes, all facts. All right. Batikaragimruk, they concede almost like just about two goals a game. And on average, we're scoring two point three on the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say we're gonna win two nil. Uh okay. yeah, but Batikaragimruk, they also score. Yeah, on average two goals, but they're they're not. Y- come on, they, you're not going to score two on us. Ah, don't don't. Famous last words, John. No, nah. don't do it. Depends. Don't don't do it. playing. Don't 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 be the Sally of last week. <laughs> I know you don't want your uh, voice clip. <laughs> okay, on the next episode. okay, bro. If, they're they're going to they're, they're score two goals now. No, we'll come back to this. No, bro, bro. <laughs> what do you want me to do if what's his name Lobjanidze? Whatever. If he scores like a fifty-yard goal, wait, oh, come on, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, that what name. can we do sometimes, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, watch watch him do that too. Now. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, on my end, I think we'll uh, do like uh, three, one, four, two. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Emre, you're still not giving any scores? You know what I think uh, will happen is uh, we'll find out next week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> had me in the first half. <laughs> yeah, had me in the first half, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to cut you off. Like, don't do it. Yeah, don't yeah, give I the know. prediction. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, who wants to take it? Uh, Say the goodbyes, the closing uh, to- points. You should do it since you, uh, you haven't been I'm here rusty, in a while. I'm rusty, bro. I'm rusty. Well, you know what? I'll uh, I'll do it. Boop. All Boop. right. <laughs> Thank you all for listening again. We appreciate you. We appreciate everyone new listening to us as well. If you don't get our inside jokes, you can have a look at older episodes. I'd recommend to start off with episode 40, actually, which happens to be the Fenerbahce Derby game where we smashed them. Anyway, you can always DM us on Instagram and Twitter at the Lions Den GS. You can also get a free invite link to Discord. Yes, for free. Haha. Uh, anyway, say goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Peace. See ya. See you guys.